0: It's 8 o'clock on today, coming up. It's time for world leaders to defend and stand up for women's rights in Afghanistan.
1: Leading voices from around the globe, humanitarian Malala Yousafzai and former first lady Laura Bush speaking out. All women want the same thing. All women.
2: Want to live safe, happy lives for themselves and their children.
1: On this International Day of the Girl, they join today as we dedicate a special hour to the girls and women of Afghanistan, now facing an uncertain future under the Taliban. We're live at Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, where thousands of Afghan refugees await their next steps, including two inspiring young women who risked everything
3: to flee Kabul. Plus, the support they're finding here—you are not alone. You are important. You are valuable. Your voice matters. Led
1: by the powerful voices of brave young women who came before and refused to be silenced.
4: So far, what has your life been like here?
5: The best life. I have, you know, a lot of dreams.
4: To have a voice. Yeah. To have the
1: power.
5: To have the right.
1: And it's all about to kick off live on the plaza with hundreds of inspiring girls here to mark this International Day of the Girl today, Monday, October 11th, 2021. Welcome back to today, we got a good one for you. It's Monday morning and we promise you will leave inspired today mm-hmm. as we gear up to mark International Day of the
2: girl. My God, I just felt so much better in this moment yeah. than I did 5 seconds ago after watching these young ladies. They came from all over schools, organizations, Girls Inc., Black Girls Rock, Girl Wonder. <laughs> so many groups outside, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun.
6: We're going to get outside in just a few minutes. And, and great boys, way to start boys the week. are included. Of course, Always, so just are, I'm a girl dad too. <laughs> yeah, so exactly.
2: So Lots to
1: celebrate here. Let's get to your news at 8 o'clock Southwest Airlines is struggling to explain why it canceled nearly 2,000 flights over the weekend, stranding angry travelers from Hawaii all the way to New York. And we see Sam Brock is at Miami International Airport with the latest on what went wrong. Sam, good morning.
5: Savannah, good morning. That's right. 1,800 flights over the weekend. So far, about 350 canceled today, according to FlightAware. The company is saying it's a combination of severe weather that popped up in Florida on Friday, compounded by air traffic control issues. But industry experts, Savannah, tell us that if you look at other companies facing the exact same conditions, they saw a fraction of the cancellations. Now, it is worth noting that the Southwest Pilots Association filed an order in court to try to get a federal judge to block a COVID vaccine mandate issued by the company. There was rampant speculation online that pilots might be calling out sick because of it. But the pilots unit says that is absolutely not
6: the case. Savannah, back to you. All right, Sam. Thank you very much. Overseas now, London's Metropolitan Police announced that they are dropping their investigation of Prince Andrew and the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking scandal. But the prince's legal problems are far from over. NBC's Molly Hunter joins us now from London. Molly, good morning.
7: Craig, good morning. Yeah, they've basically said they're dropping it because so much of the investigation will focus on Prince Andrew's activities outside the UK. Take a look. This morning, the Met Police have dropped their investigation into Prince Andrew while authorities in the US continue to look into the royal. London Police announcing Sunday they would take no further action after reviewing a document relating to Virginia Jufré's ongoing US civil lawsuit. In August, longtime Epstein accuser Jufri sued Prince Andrew under New York State's Child Victims Act, alleging he committed rape in the first degree. She also alleges he abused her for the purpose of gratifying his sexual desires and says the Duke knew she was a victim of sex trafficking by Jeffrey Epstein and that she was a minor under U.S. law. She described one of the encounters to Savannah.
8: What happened? The first time in London, I was so young. Ghislaine woke me up in the morning and said, you're going to meet a prince today. I didn't know at that point that I was going to be trafficked to that prince. In a
7: high-profile interview with the BBC, Prince Andrew denied the allegations. I have
6: no recollection of ever meeting this lady, none whatsoever.
7: Even suggesting this photograph was photoshopped. In August, the Met said it would review its earlier decision not to investigate the allegations connected to Epstein.
5: No one is above the law.
7: The Sunday Times reported that Met officers questioned Jeffrey, but the Met said its review was now complete, and it will continue to liaise with other law enforcement agencies who lead the investigation into matters related to Jeffrey Epstein. Now, the Met police also said in the state same statement that they won't pursue any further action against Jelaine Maxwell. But, Craig, Jelaine Maxwell is set to begin her U.S. court date on November 29th. I'll send it back to you.
6: All right. Molly Hunter for us there in London. Molly, thank you.
2: 805 News covered. It is boost time, people. Ugh. Here we go. Two uh, best friends in Virginia had not seen each other for six months during the pandemic. So their moms arranged a secret reunion at a playground. Here's how it went down.
8: Put
4: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> on your mask to protect yourself both of you. <laughs> Happy birthday Michaela.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay, those two by the way, inseparable since they first met 3 years ago, so they kept in touch on social media, but you know, when you see your bestie in person. Yeah. Come on, nothing like it. I love the gr- girls scream. <laughs> nothing like International <laughs> Day of the Girls. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's, it's appropriate
1: for today. It is. Exactly. So cute. We are ready to celebrate with this enthusiastic crowd on our plaza. And we're going to get things started with an eye opening and inspiring conversation with Malala
8: Yousafzai right after this. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
5: international day of the girl on today is sponsored by city committed to enabling progress for girls and
3: women around the world
2: Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, guys. Get ready to kick off a spectacular hour on this plaza. It is dedicated to International (laughs) Day of the Girl. Oh, we
1: have some incredible young ladies with us. We're going to also meet some remarkable young women (laughs) who come here from Afghanistan to create new lives for themselves. But before we get to this inspiring hour we have for you, let's go to WNBC's Janice Huff, who's in for Al this
9: morning. Hi, Janice. Hi, Savannah. Hi, Hoda. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, we're here on the plaza where the weather's actually pretty nice. It's not all that cold and it's not all that hot hot just right. But in the middle part of the country, severe thunderstorms rolling up through the plains and into the Midwest today, as well as the Mississippi River Valley, maybe more tornadoes and large hail and also some flash flooding. It's a mild fall day in the east, especially the southeast. You'll be in the 80s across the Carolinas, Georgia, down to the Gulf Coast and a winter storms kind of early in the west, but you're looking at maybe two feet of snow at the highest elevations. Now back to Savannah and Hoda. All right, Janice, thank you. And
1: now we are ready to begin our special event for International Day of the It's a day to empower girls and amplify their voices
2: all around the world. We are dedicating the next hour to sharing stories of Afghanistan's women who now face an even more uncertain future there, and those who've left who are starting over with a brand new life right here in the United States. And I
1: had the chance to talk with Malala Yousafzai, who of course became known worldwide when she was shot by a Taliban gunman for simply wanting to attend school. Well, today, she's a leading activist for the education of girls. She won the Nobel Peace Prize mm-hmm. in 2014, and she started her own nonprofit called the Malala Fund, and she had a lot to say about her fears and her hopes now for Afghanistan. From Malala Yousafzai, the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban once again was heartbreakingly familiar and painful, all the more so because at the very moment it was happening, she herself was still recovering from the Taliban attack that changed her life at the age of 15. Malala, when Afghanistan fell so quickly to the Taliban, I could not stop thinking about you, wondering how you felt watching those images, wondering where you were. And then I've come to learn you were actually in the hospital with your sixth surgery, still recovering nine years later from a single Taliban bullet. How did that strike you in those moments?
0: Savannah, I, I just could not process what was happening in Afghanistan because in that very same week, I was going through a surgery that was part of my, that long-time recovery uh, from that one bullet. And for me, it was just a reminder that if for one individual it takes that many surgeries and that many years to actually fix the scars from just one bullet. We cannot imagine the millions of bullets that the people of Afghanistan and people in in parts of Pakistan have taken in the past two to four decades.
1: Malala's nonprofit, the Malala Fund, has invested close to $2 million in Afghanistan for the education of girls. When the U.S. withdrew and Taliban took over, they were quick to move what activists and teachers they could to safety, fearing the Taliban were a threat to their lives and their livelihoods. The Taliban is saying, we've changed. We're not that Taliban that committed all those atrocities and didn't let girls go to secondary schools.
0: Do you believe the Taliban when it says things like that? The Taliban are known for this political ideology that they do not accept women as equal to men. They announced that boys can go to school, but they did not mention girls. And they're doing these political gatherings and meetings, and we do not see, you know, a single woman there. Women have just suddenly disappeared from that public, social, political life. We have seen a few
1: brave women go out, and protest, and then we've seen the Taliban come in and shut those, those protests down. What do you think when you see images like that?
0: So the Taliban's narrative that, you know, this is so, so, so-called Islamic thing, that women cannot be equal, women are challenging that. So this is something that, that gives me hope, and that is why we need to listen to the, to the voices of Afghan women and girls. Are you disappointed
1: with the way the Biden administration in the U.S. handled this withdrawal
0: from Afghanistan? I wish that the Biden administration and other world leaders had done more to protect human rights, women's and girls' rights. But but it's never too late. So whether it is a political deal, negotiations, you know, recognizing the Taliban government, they must be conditional on on the fact that the Taliban recognize women's and girls' right to education. Mm
1: Malala's own education, a priority she almost died for. After she was shot by the Taliban, she was flown to the UK for medical treatment and has lived there ever since. Last year, completing her own schooling with honors from one of the top universities in the world, Oxford. Remember you said, I just want to be a regular
0: college girl. How did it go? you graduated now. How, how was that experience? As a girl in my early 20s, trying to get her education, but also make friends and socialize. I enjoyed my time in those beautiful colleges and libraries of Oxford, and I made some great, amazing friends there.
1: Malala clearly enjoyed being just another student, but to countless girls worldwide, the Nobel Prize winner and activist is a role model fighting for their future. This is the day of the girl. There are a lot of young girls who look up to you. What's your message to girls who want to make a difference in their own communities?
0: Believe in yourself, believe in your voice, believe in the dedication and determination that you hold for the things that you believe in. You can make it happen.
1: Well, WE'RE SO THRILLED TO HAVE TWO MALALA FUND ASSEMBLY CONTRIBUTORS JOINING US RIGHT NOW. WE HAVE T.K. Sako AND NIBRAS BASETKI AND ASSEMBLY IS THE MALALA FUND'S PUBLICATION. IT'S A PLATFORM FOR GIRLS TO BE ABLE TO SHARE THEIR ADVOCACY WORK IN, in T.K. and NIBRAS. YOU'VE DONE THAT. Uh, I, I REMEMBER MALALA SAID, YOU KNOW, IF PEOPLE HADN'T BEEN STANDING HOLDING I AM MALALA SIGNS yeah. UP, I MAY NOT HAVE EVEN SURVIVED. WHAT HAS THIS PLATFORM MEANT TO YOU, T.K.?
3: To me. Assembly is a home where girls all over the world come and they share their perspectives and their motivations and what motivates them to get up in the morning and rally and organize in their community. So I really found a home in assembly and sharing my opinions
2: and reflecting on my experiences. So it's just been great collaborating with other girls and reading their stories. And Nibros, when you came to this country, you, your dad told you learn 10 words a day, yes. and you did. You ended up being on the debate team in the finals. You gave the commencement address, first in your family to go to college. Okay. Education, education, education. How important is that?
10: Education as always, I've seen it as a tool. Um, to basically give me that tool, that knowledge, to be able to be independent, to be able to uh, break the cycle, whether it could be the poverty, whether gender equality, I just see it as a tool, um, as a, to give me voice, um, uh, to, to be become who I am today. Well,
2: we are so incredibly proud of both of you, ladies. Mm-hmm. You wrote a terrific book too. Before we go, we have a special announcement to mark International Day of the Girl. Our sponsor, City, is making a fifty thousand dollar donation to the Malala Fund. In addition mm-hmm. to their ongoing uh, education campaign, helping young women and girls get an access to education. So it's uh, what you guys have been working for. It's inspiring work, and you guys certainly do give us all hope for the future.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you you so much. TK and Nibras. And they're going to be back actually in the third hour. You'll talk
2: more about their own histories,
1: their important and life-changing work.
2: Meantime, guys, also out here on our beautiful plaza, we've got Jenna Bush Hager. She joined her mom, former First Lady Laura Bush, a longtime advocate advocate for afghan girls and women to help share their stories hey jenna
4: good morning guys the strength and courage of these women is just remarkable they risked everything to make the journey to this country from afghanistan so they could one day raise their own daughters without fear and with the freedom and rights every girl deserves fighting must be really hard Jamila and her sister Sharifa arrived in the United States three years ago, refugees from their country of Afghanistan. This past summer, they watched in horror the scenes of chaos unfold in Kabul, the Afghan capital, after the U.S. troop withdrawal, not knowing where any of their family was and if they were safe. When you see the images on TV of your People in your country flocking to the airport.
11: Yeah, I cry
10: a lot, a lot. Sad, so sad.
4: My mom has been fiercely passionate about advocating for the girls and women of Afghanistan since her time as First Lady in the White House.
1: The plight of women and children in Afghanistan is a matter of deliberate human cruelty.
4: In November 2001, she became the first person other than a president to deliver the weekly presidential radio address. She used the opportunity to discuss the plight of women in Afghanistan.
2: American women wanted to help. They really did. They looked at their Afghan sisters across the world and worried for
4: them. And many, many women um, started programs. Like Break Bread, Break Borders here in the U.S., a culinary training program for refugee women like Jamila and Sharifa to help them find jobs in the food service industry. Cooking
3: is a skill. Working in the kitchen is a superpower.
4: Jin Huang founded the organization as a tribute to her late mother Margaret, an immigrant from Taiwan, who would hire other immigrants to work in a restaurant.
3: This is what it means to be an American to us. Is to always do the right thing, to be a good neighbor, and to practice kindness and compassion every day.
4: Hi. Hi. Hi, How are you? And to share traditions, as the sisters did for me and my mom, showing us not only how to make Afghan dumplings.
2: Jenna, look at look. This is how it's supposed to look. I See how
4: they're like a little envelope. That's yeah, how it's supposed to, to look. and come <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good. Typical but also teaching us the songs they would sing growing up in Afghanistan, while cooking with their own mother. So beautiful! (laughs) What's your dream for your country? One day,
11: my country is going to be like other countries. Mm -hmm. The people, all of them, happy together, own country. They are living. They are not scared for something Mm -hmm. to happen to the children in this school or the
4: home. That's what we all hoped for Afghanistan. We still hope it. Mm-hmm. And hope is why this young Afghan woman risked her life to come to America as the Taliban took over her city. We had to conceal her identity out of safety concerns for her family still in Afghanistan.
5: Every time they, when they called to me, saying, please, my baby, help us. They don't have money. They don't have like food. They don't have uh, water to drink.
4: Are they scared for their safety?
5: Yeah, they're they are jobless. They don't have job now.
4: And are they scared to leave the house?
5: Yeah, if the girls, um, like, doesn't have a job, yeah, they will beat him. Beat her. her, yeah.
4: So far, what has your life been like here in the United States?
5: The best life. Oh. I have, you know, a lot of dreams.
4: To have a voice. Yeah. To have the power.
5: To have the right. To have the rights. Yeah.
4: And like Jamila and Sharifa, she hopes to use her right to work, something she was unable to do under the Taliban. Why should women here care about the women in your country? Why not? That all women want yeah. the same all thing. All women. Want to live safe, happy lives for themselves and their children. And for these women, it meant leaving behind a thousand memories to find their future. It was so humbling to meet oh. these incredible women and to hear what they had to, to go through to get here. By the way, that song was beautiful that they were singing. Yeah, it was the song their mom sang. It's a traditional folk song that their mom sang while they cooked. But I just couldn't get over the fact that, on one hand, they have all of these hopes and dreams for their own yeah. children. Their four-year-old son of the woman I spoke to yeah. said, Mom, we are safe now. We're at safe four, now. he knew that. But then at the same time, they are so worried for, huh. the, for their sisters in Afghanistan, for well, sure <laughs>
1: them to put voice to like the hopes and the aspirations of what our country is supposed to yes. be. You know, the yeah. one of the women you speak, spoke to saying, in America you do the right thing. Yes. You know, it's, it's and then it just um, well it's to such watch a good how, how they are being
4: welcomed is so important because yeah. they are. Oh, that's you know, beautiful. And so it's
2: really important. I think a lot of people want to help. They'll probably see that. Is
4: there a way that they could help out? I know what a good day yeah. to help, right? Yes. Let's use our voices. <laughs> All of them have or they will receive assistance setting up their new lives here in America, and there are many organizations also mobilizing support. One of them, Welcome.us, is a bipartisan initiative aimed at helping and welcome thousands of new refugees. So to find out more, how you can help, scan that QR code right there at the bottom of the screen. It'll take you to the website where you can learn more. Oh, I'm Beautiful. doing it today. No yeah, more let's, let's, it. Right a <laughs> got let's do it. it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're going to have a lot more tears, smiles, laughter, and hope. A big, inspiring mm-hmm. crowd helps us mark International Day of the Girl, and you can get involved to. <laughs> that
2: was beautiful. is 8.30. It's a Monday morning. We are celebrating, guys. We're celebrating International Day of the Girl. We have remarkable groups here from New York and beyond with us on the plaza. We are shining a light on the girls and women of Afghanistan.
1: Yeah, thousands of refugees are currently living on military bases across this country, and they're waiting to head to their new homes.
4: We're going to share more of their stories just ahead. Yeah, and again, one of the organizations aiming to ensure that they are welcomed supporters and get the resources they need is welcome.us. So so if you would like to learn more, you can scan that QR code right there on the screen. It's a good day to use our voices. Yes, right? make in our wallets if you can. Also,
2: ahead, guys, we're going to talk to Afghan refugees who are now graduate students. They're living in America, and they decided to take what they've learned to start a podcast, mm-hmm. aiming to help others just like them. Remark
6: and their sisters too, by the way. That's cool. Coming up in just a few minutes on the third hour, the celebration continues. Two of of people's girls changing the world. That's coming up in just a few minutes on the. Third hour of today. But before all of that, Ms. Huff, how about another check of the weather?
9: How about it? Let's do it. All right. so our weather here is pretty fine. It's uh, pretty quiet, but across the nation, not so much, especially over the central part of the country. Now moving into the Mississippi River Valley, severe storms today. Uh, Watch out for isolated tornadoes and hail and also flash flooding. You'll get another surge of that on Wednesday from a different storm. The same one that's bringing winter weather to the Rockies today will move into the plains in the upper Midwest on Wednesday. Now, fantastic weather in the east. At the end of the week, it'll be near 80 degrees in New York City. Showers and thunderstorms across the southern plains. Drying out over the northern plains and out west as well, you'll see some sunshine and temperatures a little cooler than average. And that's your weather today. All right. Thank Thank you, Janice. Thank
1: you, Janice. And coming up next, two Afghan refugees who fled Kabul amid the chaos just weeks ago. They're live with us this morning from Fort McCoy. They're going to share their experience and their goals and hopes for new lives here in the U.S. But first, this is Today on NBC i mm-hmm.
2: We are back on the plaza as we continue to mark International Day of the Girl and share very powerful stories of girls and women from Afghanistan.
1: Yeah, since the U.S. withdrawal, thousands of Afghan refugees who've arrived here in the U.S. are now hoping for better opportunities and a new life. In a moment, we're going to take you live to Fort McCoy in Wisconsin, where many are now living. We're going to talk to a couple of those girls, but first, a closer look at how they got here. After a 20-year military presence in Afghanistan, U.S. troops withdrew back in August, and the Taliban swiftly took over the country, igniting fear and mass evacuations. Desperate to leave, thousands of Afghans were airlifted by our troops as part of Operation Allies Welcome. Now, 53,000 refugees are being housed across eight military bases in the U.S., waiting to be processed before heading to their new homes here in America. Nearly 13,000 are stationed at Fort McCoy U.S. Army Base in Wisconsin, the largest group of Afghan refugees being hosted on a base. 35-year-old Nahid Sirabi and 24-year-old Farzana Mohammadi are just two of the brave refugees who escaped. Nahid, a government worker, made several attempts to leave Kabul, battling crowds at the airport. And Farzana too feared for her safety. She is a Paralympic athlete on the Afghanistan national wheelchair basketball team.
11: When the Taliban come over there in Afghanistan, uh, my uh, my life is uh, messed up, and uh, I can't go to my uh, college studying, and I can't go to my basketball. It's so so hard for me.
1: Each of them now hope for a brighter future here in the U.S. And we're so pleased to be joined now live from Fort McCoy for, with the Farzana Mohammadi and Nahid Sarabi. Ladies, good morning to you both.
10: Good morning. Good
1: morning. Farzana, we are just sitting here marveling mm-hmm. at you. Uh, you came all the way from Afghanistan by yourself. Mm-hmm. You were a Paralympic basketball star in Afghanistan. What was your journey like and what gave you that courage to leave?
11: Okay, I passed a difficult trip to come into the USA. Uh, and uh, I think uh, six, uh, six days, we uh, passed to come in, in here and...
10: Uh...
11: Um,
10: it was difficult for her to reach the US. Mm-hmm. Um, she made several attempts.
11: Yeah. Um, she's feeling fine
10: right now, mm-hmm. but until she got to the base here, um, she had gone through many difficult days. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Farzana, um, yeah. Barzana, we were just marveling at your story. I mean, we were just picturing you going through the airport by yourself in that wheelchair. We're so happy that you're here safe. And, Nahid, you know, you had left Afghanistan prior. You got your education in India, got your uh, master's degree in Germany. You came back, um, and then you found yourself fleeing once again. So... I'm just thinking as you sit here today and you reflect on what's going on, what, what thoughts go through you when you think of your home country of Afghanistan? Um,
10: thank you so much for that. That's that's a very important question and that's how all, all girls, all young girls and my age are, are thinking about it. Uh, we went back home to serve a country. to to reconstruct, to have part in development of Afghanistan in the past 20 years. And once and again, I think when I, um, when, when Kabul fell and all of us left, I, I saw like building shattering to its foundation. And that's how it felt. And today as I'm sitting here, I'm still thinking about um, thousands and millions of women, especially girls who are deprived of education right now. And it has been, um, 23 days since girls hadn't been able to go to secondary school yeah. and it, I, I really think it's, it's so shattering to think that women and girls in Afghanistan are deprived of their basic rights. Um, and as as a girl who had received education and this is my second time uh, leaving my country the first time just the reason that I left Afghanistan that I could not go to school and I've had the chance to be educated. Um, it, it just um, it, it pinches me so hard to think that millions of girls could not or may not have that opportunity um, to be where I am today. Um, mm. And in a couple of years um, uh, from now, if the situation continues to be like this.
1: And then, just real quickly, Farzana, Nahid, and uh, Nahid, if you want to help Farzana, we certainly understand. Just what your hopes are for this new life, what her hopes are, sure. what your hopes are, Nahid.
10: Okay. I wish
11: I can talk, uh, uh, started my basketball again and I can make a good future for myself. Yeah. I think yeah. I believe in myself.
10: Oh, we believe in you too. <laughs> and Nahid, what's your dream now? my dream is it's not only about my dream i think as a as an educated um, uh, afghan woman um, i i have um, my my responsibility as a person and also towards my nation Uh, i want to hold myself back Uh, i want to have a professional life in the usa but also be empowered enough to help people back home Um, i think that that's my only wish
1: Well, you are well on your way, both of you. Thank you for your voices. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your courage, Farzana and Nahid. It's really
2: lovely to be with you this morning. Beautiful. Thank you, ladies, so, so much. All right, we have a lot more ahead, including two sisters from Afghanistan eager to show other refugees they are not alone, the important message they want to share with the world. But first, this is Today on NBC. back on this Monday morning, International Day of the Girl. And a reminder about the QR code bottom of your screen. Just scan it with your smartphone and learn more about the efforts of welcome.us. And that's the organization that helps refugees. Yeah, and
1: we've just met so many incredible people this morning. We're also fortunate to hear the stories of some absolutely inspiring Afghan girls and women, but others who've had the same experiences are not always encouraged
2: to share them. That's right. But there are two sisters who are students living here in the U.S., and they're looking to change that. Let's meet them right now
3: because we didn't know if tomorrow was promised it was very much survival mode
2: growing up under taliban rule in afghanistan Lena tori Jean and zohra hunter were no strangers to fear we all had to change our names for years their family was forced to live in hiding their ethnicity making them targets of the taliban
3: had they found you they would take you either kill you take you somewhere you
2: wouldn't know where Against all odds, with dreams of higher education, they were able to get out. Zohra, 20 years old. Lena, only 18 when they left their family in Afghanistan to start new lives. Both women now pursuing their master's degree. Zahra at George Washington University. Lena, finishing her studies at Oxford in England while living in Washington, D.C. I saw that with education, I could change my life. AN INCREDIBLE JOURNEY THAT MADE THEM WANT TO SHARE THOSE OF OTHER REFUGEE AND IMMIGRANT WOMEN FROM AFGHANISTAN.
3: I HAD TO TAKE MY LIFE AND LEAVE. I HAD NO OTHER CHOICES. IT'S NEVER EASY TO START LIFE
2: FROM SCRATCH IN A FOREIGN COUNTRY. THE SISTERS CREATING A PODCAST LAST SPRING, CHAI WADASTAN, OR TEA AND Tale. GENERALLY, WOMEN DON'T
3: HAVE PLATFORM IN AFGHANISTAN. THERE NEEDED TO BE A SPACE. TO HEAR OTHER STORIES OF WOMEN WHO HAVE SEEN SIMILAR BARRIERS, HAVE FOUND WAYS TO GET AROUND IT, Um, AND ALSO FOR WOMEN TO SEE THEIR STORIES IN THOSE JOURNEYS OF, YOU ARE NOT ALONE, YOU ARE IMPORTANT, YOU ARE VALUABLE, YOUR VOICE MATTERS.
2: THEIR MISSION, TAKING ON NEW IMPORTANCE IN THE WAKE OF THE TALIBAN'S RECENT RETURN TO POWER IN AFGHANISTAN. Back in August, Zahra and Lena frantically worked to get their family out, fearing each call with the other sister still in Kabul would be their last. She's saying the Taliban are shooting,
3: she's just screaming, her kids almost died.
2: Their family eventually made it to a military base in New Jersey and had been there ever since. Lena and Zahra are still waiting for the day they can all reunite. For now, they want to make sure the voices of other Afghan women and girls are louder and more empowered than ever. Lena Torijan and Zahra Hunter are here with us. Ladies, I have to say, before we get to everything, I've just noticed it's been such an emotional day for you today. Tell us why.
3: It has. It's incredible to see the inspiring stories of so many Afghans shared here and having the platform. But also, it's heartbreaking to see what's going on in our country, to see girls not having access to education. And over three weeks now, the girls from secondary school cannot go to school. So it's heartbreaking to see what's going on.
1: And and both of you were refugees. You left the country. You've been here six years Zora, for 10. But to see a young refugee like Farzana in our last segment, who's just been here a matter of weeks, she's learning the language, does that bring back memories of your own experiences?
12: It does. Um, When I moved to America, it was very difficult because you're away from the culture, the things that you know, you're learning something as simple as Walmart, something really, really new, and um, it is bringing, I'm just finding myself thinking back to the time when I just felt really lonely, Mm -hmm. um, very um, frustrated trying to learn different things and the culture and so many different things about America, so yes, it is.
2: Well, one of the beautiful things that you sisters are doing, Alina, <laughs> is you're amplifying the voices of Afghan people, Afghan women especially. Have you? How do you know that your message is touching people? How do you know that?
3: Yeah, first of all, we've been given such an opportunity for us to be connected to resources, to have the platform to amplify these voices and to uplift these voices. We're getting a message of support of how incredible our episodes have been, our guests that we've had. And just yesterday, we saw ladies tag each other on LinkedIn. You should be on this podcast, or ladies (laughs) referring, I want to be on this podcast. So we're really seeing people finding a sense of community and a sense of uh, hope in each other's messages and each other's stories. I always, I, and I love the
1: title of it, Chai Wadastan, which means tea and tail, yes. like have some tea, <laughs> yes. tell your stories, and yes. every woman can relate to that. But also to, to kind of alleviate some of that sense of, of loneliness, mm-hmm. Zora, but also I imagine you all are resources as well for one another. Mm-hmm. This is how I did this, this is how you uh, go after this challenge, that kind of thing.
12: Yeah, we hope, uh, we hope that what we're doing is helping other women not to only find their place in America or some place new, but to also realize that what we all go through, we, it's, we all have in common. We leave our home country, we go to a new country. All the feelings of the sadness of leaving, the mm-hmm. joy of maybe hope and future, all of that is normal and we're trying to bring a picture to that so that people can relate.
2: Yeah. Um, One of the last pieces of the puzzle for you guys is seeing your family. You haven't yet been able to see them. They're at a military base in New Jersey. Any word on when that day may come? So we're getting news that hopefully they will be resettled this week and they can leave the base.
3: Um, But, of course, a lot of things are still moving, so we don't know if that's for certain or not. But we're hoping to see them either this week or next week. So we can the reunion is going to be beautiful because yes. we have been away from them for so long. Oh, yeah. it is! It will be so sweet. Uh, yeah. Thank you
1: so much. Thank I'm you, glad you ladies. have each other and for sharing your voices mm-hmm. and connecting with other refugees. That it, whether they're from Afghanistan or anywhere, the experience is shared, and I'm sure it's so meaningful.
7: Thank, thank you. So thank you thanks for having thank us. us. And both you.
1: of you will be back as we continue on this morning with our coverage of International Day of the Girl. But first, this is today on NBC.
4: Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained.
8: To start listening, just
9: search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with my NBC neighbor, Jimmy Fallon, to talk about his 10 years as host of The Tonight Show, reflecting on his long career in comedy, his years at SNL, and yes, landing the biggest job in late night. A little time backstage with Jimmy Fallon. You can get our conversation now for free wherever
5: you download your podcasts.
1: I hope everybody can feel what we feel out here because there is such a a beautiful spirit of friendship this morning and we want to just say how thankful we are for this phenomenal International Day of the
2: Girl Crowd who've come here this morning. They showed up early. They had all this energy, y'all. We thank you. And Craig, we we didn't forget the girl, Dad.
6: Craig's over there with another group. You talk about some energy. This is a lively bunch. (laughs) And here's the thing, it's a school holiday And you guys, you could have slept in You ladies could have slept in And you decided to come out, so thank you This is the Mary Lewis Academy, is that right? Yeah. Raise your hand if you're part of the Mary Lewis Academy Okay yeah. all right. First of all, just what's your name? Olivia. Olivia. How, how does it feel being here this morning?
11: It's absolutely amazing. At the Mary Lou Academy, I'm surrounded by so many amazing young girls every day. And then to have the opportunity to come here and listen to everyone's stories, it's truly a, a day I'll never forget.
6: How old are you?
7: I'm 17.
6: My God, but you sound like a 32-year-old. Like this is really, you guys are just so impressive. Really impressive all morning. And I understand, first of all, what's your name? Adriana. Adriana. And today's an extra special day for you, I understand.
12: It is. It is. It's my 16th birthday.
6: 16!
12: Sweet 16.
6: I, I I stepped up and you asked me to do something.
12: I did. I did actually ask you to sing happy birthday to me.
6: Sing happy birthday, which I've, I've never done this on television. But for you, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, to you. Happy birthday Adriana. Happy birthday. Happy sixteenth, thank you. Thanks for all you, you ladies are doing and best of luck to all of you, okay? we send it back over to my two favorite ladies.
2: Oh, thank, you, thank Craig. you, Craig. That was beautiful. Any other birthdays in the house? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four! Happy birthday, ladies!
1: Uh, We've got something else to get you inspired. A new episode of Hoda's podcast, Making Space,
2: available right now. Oh, it's got Mitch's album, you guys. It's a beautiful chat, a powerful conversation about life and love and all the rest. So, hope you all enjoy it. Our coverage is still
1: continuing. We want to make sure that you look at that QR code, as you can get involved in helping these refugees and their uh, placement here in America, and show us what the best of this country is really all about. We'll continue right after this on International Day of the Girl.